Hello everyone, welcome to the Bride of Jesus Christ book. My name is Adolf Abbasi and I'm your host. This podcast is focused on the life of Christ, living the life of Christ. What it truly means to be a Christian. I realized that we, we throw around the term the word Christian, Christian, Christian a lot. And we don't actually know what it means to live that life. What it feels like to live that life. I would say, I'll be honest and say that before I am fully dedicated my life to Christ, the idea and the philosophy I had about Christianity was based off of religion, not based off of an actual relationship with God. And it took me a while, it took me some years to actually come to that place of having a genuine and intentional relationship with God. Not just a series of activities that I have to do so that I won't go to hell, but actually getting to know the maker, the creator of the heavens and the earth. Getting to know Jesus Christ, why he died for me. And in discovering this, I understood so many things that Christians and modern day Christians do not apply, do not understand. And that's why we, we, certain things happen and the name of, the name Christianity is being punished. First of all, I'll say, being a Christian means to be Christ. And this podcast is going to talk about how to be Christ-like, the challenges of being Christ-like, the reality of being Christ-like, especially in this modern-day world. I don't know about you guys, but it's very clear to me that these are the end times. There's a lot of interest in self, in flesh, in money. There's a lot of disobedience. This was all spoken about in Second Timothy. So I'm going to talk about how to be Christ-like, how to live Christ-like in these times, in these end times. Once again, my name is Dr. Kapati. Welcome to my podcast. For the first episode of our podcast, we are going to focus on the road to forgiveness. The road to forgiveness. Now, today's episode is just basically introduction. And we just gave a brief introduction. And subsequent episodes will go deeper and deeper into the topic. Okay, first of all, what is forgiveness? The dictionary definition of forgiveness is to cease to remember resentment. It says to cease to feel resentment against an offender. This sticks to me because to cease there means to stop. To feel that like feeling. And resentment is a feeling that comes up frequently with people when you get offended. It comes up frequently when you get offended. And it basically means a, a feeling of displeasure, unhappiness towards another person for the action in which they have taken or the words in which they have spoken. Forgiveness means to cease to feel. The reason why I always like dictionary definition is because it gives you a clear understanding of what that word is, what it is meant to be, what it is meant to do, because it gives you the noun, which is like the definition, the meaning, what it is. And they give you the verb, which is also what it is meant to do. Now, this um, dictionary definition makes me understand. So, forgive this to feel resentment, which goes down to my point that resentment will come. When people offend you, resentment will come. And the thing is, there's no clear definition of what offense is. Because what could be offensive to me could be not offensive to another person. So, someone might do something to me and I literally don't get offended. Or do the same thing to someone else and everything is like the person is really offended and it goes to show that we are all different so there's no dictionary definition of what would what would consist as an offense because we are all different and created differently and this shows that um the feeling of resentment would always come the dictionary says to cease to feel resentment that means the resentment is a feeling that would come 
and to forgive means to seize it that means to stop it to stop it from from manifesting most times what happens is when a person offends us we hold on to it that the enemy sends in these these negative words telling us oh the person did this person did that and the moment we engage with that idea the moment we engage with that thought of resentment we have committed sin we have not forgiven basically to forgive means once that thought comes you seize it with i have forgiven this person internally this person did not mean it or this person even though they meant it they went to um, a difficult situation or whatever it is that would help you to see to feel resentment when it comes now um one thing i've also discovered about forgiveness is that you could understand why a person did a thing but somehow you could still be offended you could understand that okay this person did this because x y z but somehow you might still be offended this is a possibility i'm not saying it always is 100 percent this is the possibility because it's something that i have felt before that in understanding why a person committed an offense towards me even without them explaining why i understand why yet resentment still fouls up resentment still comes back and i'm just like well i understand this person but the thing is i was trying to get rid of the feeling at all not to be offended i felt like they are understanding that person i have forgiven that person but the truth is understanding Understanding doesn't necessarily always mean forgiveness. Forgiveness means forgiveness. Forgiveness, according to our dictionary definitions, is means to cease to feel resentment. That means even when you understand, the feeling of resentment can still rise up. Now, the proof that you have forgiven is when you stop the feeling of resentment. So this is where the understanding comes. You use the understanding to stop the feeling of resentment. I didn't know that to resenting. Well, I had to learn the hard way, but yeah, we still learn in this process. So I'm just going to read out some scriptures that talk about resentment and um, forgiveness. Okay. So the Bible mentions forgiveness 48 times. To forgive is mentioned 48 times. God mentions this in from Genesis even down to First um, John. But I'm going to focus on a couple of verses that really stand out for me. The first verse that stood out for me is Matthew 6 verse 15. And he says, But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. That's one. I'm going to break all of this down. Matthew 9, 6. But that ye know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then saith he to the sick and the paralyzed, Arise, take up thy bed, and go into thy house. And we're going to look at Luke 17, verse 4. And he says, If he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn against thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. And lastly, then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, but they do not know what they do. And they parted his remnant and cast him. Okay, so our first reading was from the book of Matthew 6, verse 15. Now, the whole purpose of Jesus Christ coming to die for our sins, or coming to die on the cross of Calvary for us, was so that our sins can be forgiven through the remission of his blood. It's actually very important. This topic is very important because if you look at the history of the world, the devil has used bitterness, anger, and malice to kill a lot of people. A lot of people are in hell right now because of those things. Those things may seem like, oh, it's not as serious as, um, as um, sexual immorality and idolatry and adultery and all of those things. But you see anger and bitterness and malice. They are the they are the little sins. You know, um you know how they say the smallest snakes are the are the, are the most poisonous? Yeah, this is what it is. Unforgiveness, malice, bitterness, anger, 
they are very poisonous to your spirit. They are those like they are like those tiny snakes that want to stink. You may think, oh, this is just a small snake, but the poison that goes into you is great. Because if you look at it, anger, malice, bitterness can lead you to do so many things. Some people have so much pain, so much anger, so much malice, so much bitterness that they go out, like they they, are, they they try to subdue it with alcoholism, which leads to drunkenness, sexual immorality. They try to subdue it so many things. They try to subdue the pain, the bitterness, the anger. See, malice, anger, bitterness, these are the root cause of a lot of other things. These are very powerful. These are the reasons why why many kingdoms are taken down. Nations were being killed. Nations were rising up against nations. Why is this happening? Because of anger, bitterness, malice. Because one person chose not to forgive. One person decided to hold on to pain, hold on to anger, hold on to offense. Whatever that offense may be. Maybe a prime minister insulted a president of another country. Maybe a citizen of another country was being maltreated in another country. Maybe a person was treated wrongly. Maybe it could be one thing or the other. Whatever it is that you may or anybody else may find offensive. And you decide to hold on to is the root cause of unforgiveness. I've been reading a book called Hell's Dynamics Real, and I was told that I was read when I read in the book, and I was told that there are three reasons, three attacks on the church, modern day attacks. The first of all is the first of all of the attacks, um, spirits that attack the church, is the Jezebel spirit, which is a very manipulative spirit. She manipulates. She works in partnership with the Leventan spirit. Now, the Leventan spirit is a word twister. I will go deeply into the Leventan spirit, but before I do that, I want to mention the last spirit that troubles the church is the spirit of religion, that self-righteousness, feeling like I am perfect, I know it all, I, I know God more than anybody else knows God. Now, we see that I'm going to focus on the Leventan spirit for the, for the subject of unforgiveness because this is a very powerful spirit. The Leventan spirit was there from the beginning of mankind. Let me give you an example. Eve, in the Garden, garden of Eden, it was said that the serpent came to her and asked her, did God really say? That's creating doubt, twisting the words of God. And then he replied and he said to her, I'm going to let, and let me just read that quickly so I don't quote out of context. I like to get the words directly from the Bible so it's not like I'm speaking. And then, okay. So yeah, I'm going to read Genesis 3, follow with me, Genesis 3, verse 2. The woman said to the serpent, you may eat from the tree in the garden, but God did say, you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not surely die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. You see right there that the serpent twisted God's words. He twisted God's words. Like, how does he know God's intention? He twisted God's words in order to make Eve disobey. So that's what this, that's what this, this Leviathan spirit does. It's a word twister. It's the spirit that comes against communication, comes against relationship. It's the spirit that, that, that um, starts up offense. Because let's say, for example, I could be speaking to my friend, and I'm saying this, 
But what the Leviathan spirit does is that whatever it is I am saying to this person, they are not able to understand what I'm saying. Or in, in their ears, they are hearing something else. Because the Leviathan spirit is telling them, this person just wants to hurt you. This person is trying to do this. This person is trying to do that. I'll give an example. Um, someone I know needed help. Like I, I was, I was doing my own thing. I was working on my fashion plan at the time. And someone I know needed help with like getting her dry cleaning because she wasn't in the club, she wasn't in the state. And I was really busy. And originally I would like, I would have rejected it. I would have said no. I'd have just like gone ahead to just like because I was really busy. I didn't have time. It wasn't something that I wanted to do. But it was because someone I cared about and it seemed that they really needed help. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll go ahead and I'll do it. And I basically they sent me the money and everything. It was it was out of my schedule. It inconvenienced me, but I was like, you know what? I will go ahead and drop off their dry cleaning. So I dropped over there dry cleaning at the location. I got to receive exactly what I was told to do. I did that. And I left. And then a couple of days, a couple of months after she she came back into the state, she said to me, oh, did you pick up my dry cleaning? And I'm like, what? You asked me to drop the dry cleaning. You said nothing about picking up dry cleaning. But instead, here you are asking me. I mean, for me, it's like, out of, I, I was inconvenienced, but I still went ahead and I picked up the address of the And then you asking me to pick it up. So telling me, asking me with, with, um, assumption that I had picked up your dry cleaning. When you only asked me to drop it. So I think she went through some hassle to try to get the clothes and one thing, one thing, one thing. But then what happened was, in this person's interpretation, I was trying to ruin her business. So what happened was she shared the information with people telling them that I was trying to ruin her business. And it hit me differently because my intention was pure to actually help this person. But somehow, somehow, they misunderstood it to be something else. That relationship was great. Now you see that the Leviathan Spirit is is the one that will empower those kind of thoughts. The thoughts that this person is trying to destroy you, this person is trying to kill you, this person is trying to is trying to is trying to spoil your business, this person is trying to because personally I would say this that no normal human being would sit down and plan evil. I mean no normal. I'm not saying that people don't do it. I mean people do it, but it's not it's not normal. Whoever does it. Because God is on the throne. If you're, if you're a true child of God, whoever sits down and plans evil against you, he will not stand, neither will he come to pass, because God will vindicate you. That's what he does. And that's, that's one thing. But who, no one really sits down and thinks, oh yeah, I'm going to sit down and nobody normal, anyways, except that person is struggling with some demonic spirit. Nobody normally sits down and says, oh yeah, I'm going to do this, or oh, I'm going to, not to try and, and be like this. No, no one actually does that. So the Leviathan spirit is the spirit that causes miscommunication and causes problems in marriages, in relationships. And in human, like human beings, we are relational beings. We, we relate with people. We have friends. We have colleagues. We, even in church, church is based off of relationship. We need a relationship with people around us in order for us to thrive and communicate, in order for us to get things done. We need to communicate and 
behave. The Leviton spirit is a spirit that comes in between every communication. So it's a spirit that will make people think you are saying A, meanwhile you're saying B. It will make people see you, the spirit is a spirit that will make people see you and start to make assumptions about you that are not true. Because that spirit is what will whisper to that person and say, mm, this person is like this. Meanwhile, they don't even know you at all. So we see that this spirit is one of the reasons why a lot of people get offended. Now, I will, I will let you understand that Leviton spirit has been seen in the book of Genesis. That's from the beginning, this spirit has been present. This is the spirit that led, that caused Eve to disobey God. So this spirit has had ample time. He has experiential knowledge on mankind. He has experiential knowledge on how we respond to events, on things that we like, things that would make us go the wrong way. He has experiential knowledge on you and I, on the flesh, on mankind. So what he does is he uses his experiential knowledge to attack us. Those things that we love, those, those things that we like, those things that, that, that make us feel validated, those hurts, those pains. Now, I'll, I'll tell you something because the enemy, what he does is, he would purposely, he would purposely create events around your life that will hurt you. Let's say, for example, as a child, you were misunderstood and miscommunicated and, and you were not understood and what you, what you said was miscommunicated. And that led to an offense that led to a hurt that led to something. Now the enemy, the devil's spirit has been there as it went with child. So he knows what happened because he's the one that, that fired the, um, that wired the offense to occur. So now you growing up into an adult being, you have carried that offense for years. The same level of spirit that caused the offense to carry to happen in your life is the same level of spirit that would tell you that would, that would, that would water that offense and allow it to grow. The same level of spirit that will tell you, oh yeah, this thing happened to me. So you need to, you need to do this. You need to do that. It's a level of spirit that would, that would, that would encourage you to hold on to that pain. The same spirit that caused that pain. The Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and rulers in high places. Now, the first thing we must understand is that our wrestle is not against human beings. It's not against your fellow brother, your fellow sister. There are spirits involved. Before any man takes any action in this world, there's a spirit that, 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 that functions. There's a spirit that, that, that wires that. I'll give you an example. A bottle of water, a bottle is only what is inside it. Let's say for example, if you see a bottle, if it's water that is inside, you say a bottle of water. If it's juice, you say you say a bottle of juice. If it's mango juice, you say a bottle of mango. If it's dirt, you say a bottle of dirt. The Bible describes us as vessels. So we are the bottle. What is inside us is what inspires us and is what makes us who we are. What is inside a bottle is what makes the bottle what it is. The bottle is the bottle, yeah, but I mean, you only describe it as a bottle of juice or a bottle of water. You will not say, oh, that's a bottle, but then you ignore the content. No. What is inside matters. What is inside is what defines it. What is inside is what defines it, its purpose. If you have five bottles and you use one for juice, use one for water, use one for packing sand, 
you will know automatically this is bottle is for water, this bottle is for is for juice, this bottle is for sand. You will not use a bottle of sand, the bottle for sand and put juice inside because you're going to drink that. Or you'll not use a bottle for water and you put sand inside because no, because the sand will destroy you. So every bottle has a purpose. And that bottle's purpose is defined according to what is inside that bottle. Same as we. What is inside us defines us. What is inside us defines our purpose and why we are here. If you have the Spirit of God in you, the fruit of the Spirit will be evident. And what will define you will be the Spirit of God that's in you. Your modus operandi will be the Spirit of God that's in you. But if you don't have the Spirit of God in you, and you know that you don't have the Spirit of God in you, or you don't know, maybe you should try and read the Bible, it will tell you what the Spirit of God is like. Joy, happiness, goodness, kindness, patience, long-suffering, those are fruits of the Spirit. Now, if you don't have the Holy Spirit in you, what happens is that what is inside you defines you. So if it's the spirit of sexual immorality that defines your life, that's all you'll be doing. That that will be your purpose, like you literally just be out there doing what you're doing. If you have the spirit of 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 anger inside you, you'll just be getting angry. It will be like it's your mission to get angry. And every day, the day doesn't pass without you getting angry. So it's it's for us to look and see ourselves as we are not just um we are who we let into us. We are the energy we allow to stay constant in our lives. Now this is important because when you see yourself moving or acting in a certain way, it's good to identify the spirit that is involved. When you see a person speak to you or do a certain thing to you, it's also good to identify the spirit involved. So understand that it is not that person, it is whatever spirit that has taken possession of that body. Whether we like it or not, spirits do take possession of people. Not every time that deliverance has to go into screaming and shouting. Sometimes deliverance can go into like the most subtle ways. When you see people screaming and shouting during deliverance, it's not just it's not that um they have just been possessed. It's just there's some there's some high ranking demons that require extra power for them to leave and there's some low ranking demons. Because the Bible classifies them as we wrestle not against flesh and but principalities, powers and rulers of wickedness in high places. So they are ranking principalities, powers, rulers of wickedness in high places. Different rankings, different positions. So some are stronger than others. Some require some extra effort and some just go simply by a simple prayer of forgiveness and cleansing of the blood of Jesus. But before I digress, let me go back to my phone. So we see here that the root of unforgiveness is the spirit of anger, bitterness, malice, which is channeled or championed by the Leviathan spirit, which causes problems like miscommunication and misunderstanding in relationships. I want us to have this in mind as we go into this topic of the road to forgiveness. I want you to understand the spirit that, that powers unforgiveness, that powers malice, because by understanding this, we are able to tackle it from a different dimension. We are able to tackle it from the dimension that God wants it to go. And truly, my goal at the end of this episode is for us to truly understand the concept of forgiveness and to actually be able to forgive whoever has hurt us, be it from your childhood, be it your lover, be it your husband, be it your friend. 
be it your wife, be it your brother, your sister. The goal of this episode is so that we are able to forgive without a second thought, instantly, without even having to think twice about it. It just comes to us naturally. I pray that everyone listening to this podcast is able to understand the true meaning of forgiveness, forgive people around them, and forgive themselves, because it's very important to forgive themselves. I pray that every word spoken in this podcast will reach the spirit, the mind, the soul, and the heart of every listener. Thank you for listening. My name is Uduak Abasi, and this is the Bride of Jesus Christ podcast. Have an amazing day. God bless you.